Welcome to the Off the Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench. Welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast, Jason, episode 76. And uh, I'm excited about this one. We got to sit down and uh, chat with former Bulldog running back Matt Rivera. No, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was always fun catching up with Matt and, you know, letting him tell us, you know, his story. And it's funny, man, just a kid who did not grow up playing football. Yeah. And then to your first ever game starting as a redshirt freshman is against Wisconsin at Wisconsin <laughs> and to be a walk on. Yeah. You know, it's uh it's an amazing story just, you know, you know, not only to believe in yourself, trust in yourself, trust the process and you know, finding a role and a niche for a team and you know, just making the best of your opportunity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a fun story, you know, kid grows up on the soccer field and then uh makes the transition to football and you know, has to convince his dad that he's that he could play football before anybody else um but yeah really fun story there and uh you know finds his finds his home at running back and you know makes a career there and you know he goes on to be a big uh big time athlete at fresno state goes on the walk-on goes in as a walk-on and uh you know those are always fun stories where you you got to start as a walk-on and earn it no doubt no doubt yeah, so yeah, we'll get out there in just a couple minutes and let you hear that one. Um, but man, a little bit of things going on locally. Uh, we had a big, you know, big basketball summer tournament over the weekend that, you know, Section 7, always a cool, unique event. They do it down in Arizona where the Arizona Cardinals play, and they fill the whole football stadium with like 8 to 10 courts. And Oh, it's way more than 8 to 10 courts. Well, it's a, it's, it's a pretty pretty fantastic yeah, looking event it's, yeah it's there's like 30 something courts out there yeah it's it's unbelievable just how you get it it's the best teams um you know i think it was last year right it was their first year yeah i believe so and it's just one of those things you get some of the best uh teams out there uh not only in california you get some arizona teams you get some other teams out there and you know you get and it's i feel like this is gonna be the new thing because it's you get coaches out there um it's like a viewing period but it's also you know high school like this high school teams that go out there and show out and, but no, man, it's, it's an unbelievable event. Um, you know, we had some local kids do some great things. Um, probably the kid who probably stood out the most, uh, the local kid who now is from now down in Taft, but, uh, AJ Johnson is just absolutely killing, killing, killing. Um, just picked up an offer from Kansas kids probably on pace to be a McDonald's all American. And, like I said, man, I got to give a shout out to Mike Hill, man. Mike Hill, I remember Mike Hill texting me when I think AJ was like in fifth grade and it was like, you think this kid's going to be division one? And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I was like, he looks super long. It's right? so hard like, to tell that early though. I was like, he looks super long. Like, you know, it just depends on his drive and his work ethic. But, you know, I give shout out to Mike Hill because Mike Hill saw something in that kid at a young age and this kid is just absolutely blown up. Um, absolutely, absolutely blown up his development and, uh, just super long, lanky. But, yeah, he's just doing big things. And then, you know, we have some other kids uh, did some unbelievable things down there as well, local talent. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, AJ, he went down there and he had a big dunk this weekend that caught caught everybody's eyes. Um, but, yeah, uh, other local guys that are, you know, still here, Connor Amundsen, 
had a big uh, big performance against Bishop Montgomery. They had a, they picked up a big win against Bishop, uh, and uh, Connor went for thirty eight. So he had big time performance there. And then you know other guys that were catching catching eyes down there. Um, obviously, you got Tunde Yesifu from the coast, and mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, obviously a big time player down there this weekend. And then uh, we got to see somebody. Uh, Memorial got to uh, release someone new. Yeah, mem- new uh, new new player suiting up for San Joaquin Memorial. Uh, Julius Olanre Waju, I think I got that right. Um, but he's the kid that was uh, making a name for himself last year out in Kalinga, mm-hmm. of all places. Um, Dad is the the head coach out at West Hills College, Kalinga there, and uh, Julius is now suiting up in uh, here in Fresno for Memorial. So it'll be uh, bring a little bit more star power into the Fresno area this next season. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, yeah. It was you know, Clovis West was out there. Uh, you know, like we said, Memorial we had a lot of different teams and looked like you know kids played well, they performed well, um, and it's a good you know it's a good opportunity to test yourself. Um, you're going to get noticed somehow, some way. Um, and that's the type of thing is, you know, it's you're going to get put on the radar. Either you're going to be, you can show that you can, uh, you deserve to be on that stage or you're going to go find out that, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be put in. And I think that's probably the best thing is, you know, for our local teams is get out. I think we live in this bubble here in, you know, Fresno section, the section of, you know, a lot of kids think they're good until you go down there and, you know, like you're going to test yourself against some of the top talent. Um, and you get to find out how good you really are and what you might need to work on or what holes you have in your game. Um, but no, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's a great venue, great opportunity. You know, we'll just hope one day, uh, California can get something like that. Yeah, seriously. We've got lots of venues, especially the new, you know, stadium down in, down in LA where it could happen. And, be a fun event there. So, yeah. As far as other things going on right now, I saw the uh, Itoya over at Clovis West. Itoya Montgomery got a, picked up a big offer from Long Beach State, and she wound up committing. So that's awesome. Yeah, good, good for Itoya. It looks to, like she's going to be uh, playing her ball, playing her college ball down in Long Beach. Yeah, she'll uh, join uh, former Clovis North uh, Savannah Tucker. Yeah, so that, that's good. You, uh, you know. Start having to root for uh, Long Beach State uh, women hoops. Exactly, and we've already been rooting for them on the boys' side, right? Uh, Colin was there, just graduated, but AJ George is down there, and uh, a, lot, a lot of Fresno folks popping up down there. So yeah, I had a lot of ties. Uh, Jordan Roberts, who was from Bakersfield, he was down there. Um, but yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. You know, just the the Long Beach State's connection to uh, the Central Valley. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, other things going on. Uh, I didn't make it out to any of these games, but I think we're officially done. With all the city county stuff now, uh, city county football was this, just happened this weekend, and I think it was actually I think it ended in a tie, twenty one twenty one. So um, that's dumb. <laughs> it's kind of how the all star all star game thing works though. Um, but yeah, and then I saw I give a shout out to uh, uh, my girl Fresno Christian softball star here, uh, Michaela Davila went down to the city county softball game, and uh, you know small girl from small school. Uh, went down there in the city county against all the big kids from the big schools, and she had to double off the wall and her one at bat. So oh, nice, yeah, good for her. So yeah, I think she's gonna she's actually gonna suit up at Fresno City College next year, and uh, yeah, good stuff there. So, um, but yeah, that's about it for as far as what's going on locally right now this time of year. Little slim pickings, but uh, we're gonna get you out and hear this interview with uh, former Bulldog running back, Mr. Matt Rivera. Here we go. 
All right, welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast. Jason, we're going to dive back into some football here, and I'm excited to, to have the conversation. No, yeah, uh, it's uh, this person's story. You know, it's pretty cool, man, um, for to come to where he came from, right, to earn the place that he earned at Fresno State. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, just, you know, his, tenac- his tenacity and just ability to, you know, find a way to get on the field and to have such a meaningful impact in a game and really is the, uh, you know, like I feel like he's kind of that first prototypical third down back, um, you know, and that's definitely, I think, before his time, um, you know, we have Matt Rivera and I think before, you know, like, in the early 2000s, like you didn't really have, you know, specific, you know, backs that played specific, you know, downs and certain things. And Matt was that guy for Fresno State and, you know, lucky to have him on. Matt, how you doing today? Good, 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 good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys in the podcast. And, you know, it's been a pleasure to listen to some of my ex-teammates, whether at Clovis High or Fresno State or just, you know, other names and idols I've, that are around the Valley especially. So, you know, it's appreciate what you guys are doing. Yeah, man, it's a lot of fun, right? There's a lot of a lot of stories, uh, you know, just from just from right here in the valley that that need to be told. So we're having fun telling those stories. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been good to listen because I didn't know some of the stories of some people, you know, all the way through. So it's good to hear and kind of reminisce a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As well, well. <laughs> let's uh let's go back to the beginning. So you're a Clovis High kid. Did you uh did you grow up in Fresno? Were you always going to be a Clovis High kid? No, no, I was supposed to be a Roosevelt kid. I went to, I grew up in Southeast Sunnyside area, Fresno, you know, to Air Elementary School and then went to Kings Canyon Middle School. And my my dad was a Clovis High grad back in the day, way back in the day. So he pushed me to go there and transfer me out there uh, going into my freshman year, which uh, at the time I definitely didn't approve of that move. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a uh, culture shock. For the first time yeah. you step foot on that Clovis High campus. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you did. But it, uh, it worked out, you know. What, what Was it purely a football thing? Were you going out there to play for that, that coaching staff out there? Or what was the deal? No, no. I had never played football in my life, to be honest. And I was a soccer player. Mostly did some track and stuff. And it was just because my dad, did, you know, obviously, especially back then, Roosevelt, you know, had some issues as far as the culture there. So he didn't want me to get involved in that. So when they decided to give me an outer district transfer to Clovis, I keep me away from some of the riffraff. I gotcha. Okay. So what, what was, uh, tell us about Matt Rivera, the soccer player. <laughs> I, uh, to be honest, and I think Matt Rivera, the soccer player is probably better than Matt Rivera, the football player. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I was a forward mostly, you know, I was, pretty much faster than most kids, uh, you know, blaze by them, score a lot of goals. Um, you know, did the Olympic development program as a kid and made it pretty high up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I kept with soccer all the way through high school as well. Just finally made a choice to stick with football. Um, obviously playing in front of bigger crowds is definitely more exciting, but (laughs) you're saying you guys didn't get the same, uh, Capacity at La Monica <laughs> for soccer? Not quite, not quite, not quite. <laughs> we filled up a row. We filled up a row. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy soccer. I love soccer. Like I said, it's my obviously my first love. I played since I was four years old. You know what I mean? Always been MVP and you know 
I always was a standout soccer player. So, you know, I, soccer, soccer was good to me. And obviously I take a lot of the, what my coordination and skills and speed and balance and stuff that I think helped, you know, help me excel in football. So you, before you got to close high, you had never played football before. Never. So what makes you play football at Clovis High? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> Obviously, you know, being a boy, you always, you know, like football, you know. You know, so I wanted to try it. So did you? And if you, <laughs> you talk to uh, Coach Patrick. I was going to say, did you play for testify, Coach Patrick? Testify how much of a scrub I was. <laughs> I had no idea how to play. I had no idea what to do. I had no idea how to hit, how to anything was scared was timid dude i got the brake speed off me every day i hate i hated it to be honest i, I was in the running back and you know th those guys you know they grew up playing together through clark and everything else they know each other i was terrible well yeah because you also that you know you, that's that's like jake kellum's you know you're in the same class yeah. as like jake kellum and right so you got those guys who you know who like Jake bled or still probably does bleeds, you know, Clovis high football been right. around the game for so long. And, you know, you just have those guys that, you know, he grew up with those kids you grew up with, you know, like that, have, like you said, just are all about not only football, but Clovis high football. And they, right. they've been relishing for that moment to put those pads on. And then here you come new exactly. to the school. And they never played this game. And exactly. And then you got coach. They, they were good. I mean, I, I, our class was legit too, you know what I mean? Yeah. We made a good run for it my senior year. So, you know, even after like Jazz's years and that that season, they were gone. We still we still were pretty good, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me to step in with those guys, you know, I, I didn't know what I was getting into for sure. So you go, you play football your freshman year. You said you were playing running back. Obviously, James Patrick, the longtime uh, freshman football coach at Clovis High. So – did you always did you pick the running back position or did they kind of put you in that at that position? No, I mean I kind of picked that. That's what I initially went out for. But like I said, all you're doing scout team running back and getting you know. Okay, who's ahead of, of those you? Big guys. Who was a running back uh, ahead of Chris, you? Chris Pineda. Okay. I think Chris Pineda, right? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. So when so yeah. you uh, you you said you were getting the brakes beat out of you. Dude, what made you terrible. come back out your sophomore year? My my dad kind of pushed me towards it. Gave it one more chance, right? <laughs> so, like I said, I, I mean, I was just – after that freshman year, I was just begging for soccer season to start, right? <laughs> uh, just so I could get some confidence back and everything else, which I did. I started on the freshman team. They pulled me up. We played a scrimmage against JV team. You know, I, I balled them up pretty good. They moved me up to JV, and I was MVP of the JV team you know, as, as a freshman, soccer, and then, you know, they moved me up to varsity for playoffs, and they actually put me in. It was strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my heart was set on soccer. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a soccer player. You know what I mean? I'm going to be three years varsity, you know, ready to go. My dad's all, I'll give it one more try at football and see how it goes. But he's all, try to go golf or cornerback. I was like, all right, I guess. <laughs> so rolled up there. Obviously, our, our JV team, well, we only had like 20-some players. So they had to play me, <laughs> you know. I mean, we, I mean, we, I don't know what what happened there between freshman and JV that some of I don't know how we got so thin. I don't quite remember, but 
So I did the cornerback thing, you know, got some reps there, you know, obviously a lot less contact, you know, kind of hide out in the back a little bit, you know, cover wide receiver here and there. I was always fast enough to do it. Still didn't really have a clue on what I was doing, but, you know, but, you know, started picking up. It actually gave me a little bit more confidence, calmed me down a little bit, kind of start understanding football, start, you know, they're just getting hit all the time. So kind of be able to study and, and check things out and, yeah, found a spot at least where your your athleticism could take over a little bit and right. Yeah, so that's you played for so coach. Like, you know, I was always I was always a small guy, kind of. I think physically, I think I was a late bloomer physically. So you that, know, so I didn't have the muscle mass, or you know, I was a skinny, scrawny little soccer player. And so that was Coach Martinez, right, Benny? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so were you no, put, Coach Johns? Coach Johns. Oh, okay. So this is before Coach Johns moved up to varsity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he moved up with us. Yeah. Okay. And then, so were you playing running back and corner? Well, I played cornerback for most of the time, right? I had a couple of picks early on and kind of really grew my confidence, right? And actually had some good, like, returns off of the picks. You know, like I said, I started to get some confidence up, you know what I mean? And then our, our running back, he got ineligible for, like, the last three games, I remember, it was against Central. So by then, like, I was, I was, you know, a little bit more comfortable in, in game situation because I got a lot more playing time. So I, I asked him, I go, well, we didn't really have a, a backup. So I was like, yo, let me try it again, you know what I mean? My dad was like, hell no. He's like, you're <laughs> terrible. He's like, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, no, dad, I got this. Let me try, you know what I mean? Boom, busted off like, I don't know, like 200, 300 yards in that first game against Central. And then another couple hundred yards. I forgot who we played in the, like the last three games. Just had like five, six hundred yards in like three games. It's funny what a little, just a little bit of confidence can do for you. Yeah. Dang. So, did you get uh, called up to varsity that year? Yeah, we did go up to varsity. I did. We only, I think they they lost to like Mount Whitney or Redwood or somebody in the first round. And, but I, you know, I, I spent half my time. I started out going to the cornerbacks and the defense. And then the last couple of days, I went to the running backs, kind of check it out. Okay. I think I actually stood up with the the running backs for the game, but. Okay. Did you get in your sophomore year? Did you get in that playoff game or no? No, 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 no. Okay. So I forgot who they had. I think Levance was still there. Um, yeah, your sophomore year, because that's yeah, because that's Levance. Uh, Diaz, yeah, um, yeah, and so that's CP's first year as quarterback, right? First year, right, right. Um, and so Lenny was out there at receiver. Chris was not out there yet. Who else did they have? I know Sean. I don't. Was Sean playing running back then? I forgot. I got too many concussions. My memory sometimes <laughs> sketchy. Dude. That freshman year put all those concussions in me. <laughs> Just being a tackling dummy. So when you were playing, when you went up for your sophomore year, you said you were playing, you kind of went over the running backs. Did you, uh, were you the scout team running back? No, no. I don't, uh, we might've done a little bit of that. Okay. Uh, I think, I don't think it was much hitting and stuff going on. You know what I mean? But just kind of giving them looks and stuff, getting ready for the playoff game. So your junior year, that team, I still argue is probably yes. one of the best if not the best Clovis High football team of all time. That team was absolutely I would agree. Absolutely, absolutely stacked. 
There uh, wasn't really a weakness on no any position. I, just that team was absolutely yeah. locked in and loaded. Um, you know, you had Lenny and Chris out on the at the receivers. You know, like offensively, it was just yeah unbelievable. The defense was just flat out just nails nasty. Yeah, they were nasty. Um, so what was yeah? It was, it was a, what was it like just playing on that yeah, team? I, I, Dude, man, I, I wish they would have had the state playoffs and all that stuff then. I would have really, it would have been really interesting. They would have, they would have, you know, some of these teams like that, LaSalle back in the day and stuff, they would have got a reality check, I think. You know what I mean? We were, we were, that team was vicious. It was definitely a pleasure to get to know those guys and to play with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, that, that year was a trip. I mean, obviously, I had no expectations. Sean was the running back, Sean Erickson. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, start off camp. I start. I just went strictly running back then. Um, you know, it's almost they didn't really have a backup, so I kind of just kind of fit in the back of role. We did the spring game and stuff, or whatever is camp games and stuff. And you know, I, I I did definitely pretty good. You know what I mean to hold hold that spot. And then, who was it? The Second or third game against Boulder, I think Sean, I pulled a hamstring or a quad or something. We couldn't. I mean, dude was an amazing punter. If you don't, if you remember, so all all they had him do that game was just kick. So I took the running back spot, and I think I think Jazz had a little bit. Me and Jazz kind of went back there, but obviously they were leaning more towards me because Jazz was on defense. Yeah, you know, and I and I had a pretty damn good game. So, you know, I kind of solidified my spot. As far as running back goes, like okay, we get we they have you know they probably figured they got something here, you know what I mean. So obviously, me and Sean kind of switched off throughout the year. Um, playoff time came around and kind of like kind of let me loose after that, you know. I remember Buchanan game, the first playoff game, you know, I had a couple long runs, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, shoot, then I forgot we played like Bakersfield the next week. I had another couple long runs. You know, that was just going off. And at the Valley Championship against Clovis West, I had, like, three touchdowns, you know. <laughs> so it was definitely a good into the in the Valley Championship game. And Not too shabby. So did you – were you then at that point just being like, hey, I'm done with corner. I'm just going to focus on running back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At that point, uh, corner, yeah, didn't exist. <laughs> I was having fun. I kind of found, kind of found my niche and – you know, my comfort zone, I was really starting to see the field clearly and the holes and reading defenses. And, you know what I mean? I kind of definitely found my, my groove there. And Dad was on board with running back at this point. He was, he was starting to believe. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, I brought it back to the belief side for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, no confidence in me, which I don't blame. I was, I was terrible, terrible, and no clue. <laughs> Scared. So at this point, how we're talking about your junior year here? How how serious was soccer still going at this point? It was good. I, I still played soccer. You know, I don't I don't remember. But I think I was still playing club soccer too this whole time. You know, we take our breaks for football and stuff, and then I would join the soccer team. You know, um, soccer team my junior year. They they the seniors are pretty good. They had a good group too. So. I split about 50 times, sometimes starting, sometimes I wouldn't. But, you know, we'd always switch off about halftime. You know, that that team – plus I had to give it up to them anyway because they were there from the beginning. I'd missed a bunch of games because of football. So, 
you know, I still got to kind of fight my way back into the lineups and stuff. Mm. But I definitely was playing a lot, still still doing my thing on soccer. So obviously the excitement in football was 10 times more than <laughs> ever was in soccer. But, you know, obviously I played soccer my whole life. So it was real easy for me to, you know, to find myself back in there and, and playing, especially representing Clovis High and stuff and doing my part, you know, as, as the winter sport. So and leading leading into fall or summer, you know, was it spring? I would do track every year. Okay, what was your what was your track event? Man, I can't run over hundred meters. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. If they had a forty or fifty yard, that would have signed me up. Hundred again, too far for me. That's funny. I don't know how these guys run two hundred and four hundred. That's my legs are too small for that. <laughs> Okay, so Matt, we we've talked to uh, you know other Clovis High guys, some of your past teammates, and you know one thing that always comes up is just the the coaching staff back then. You know how it was it was some yeah. big names back then, but it was they were always together, right? It was always for the most part the right. same group of guys. What was it like coming through that system and playing for those coaches? Man, it was, it was a blessing for real. You know what I mean? I mean, they ultimately, I I think, was what kept me playing, kept me going. You know what I mean? Just from I mean, I love Coach Patrick. Got much respect for him. You know what I mean. And but that JV team is as it started there for me with that small team that we had and just the camaraderie and Coach Johns, Coach Martinez, Coach Nation. You know what I mean. All like trying to rally us and do what we got to do. You know, just to win some games. You know what I mean. And represent the Clovis, you know, brand. You know, and and the, and the honor of, of wearing being a Cougar and everything you know, is ultimately, you know, stuff that I've always appreciated and always thrived in. So to be a part of that initially and kind of get my, my, you know, my feet wet with that, especially not coming from Clovis Unified was big to me. And then transitioning that to Coach Simons and his crew, I mean, you're talking, you know, I mean, you, you can, you can see and feel the the difference, you know what I mean? And I don't, I can't speak for other programs, but I mean, Obviously, I have nothing to compare that to, but you know, Clovis High was second to none, not second to none as far as bringing more to the game than just you know a sport or you know the game aspect. You know, it was a livelihood. It was something you breathe. It's something you take pride in. You know what I mean? And, and obviously, like you said, everybody can testify to that, and and we'll always take that with us forward in our lives and you know our experiences, you know, forever. No, it's just, yeah, you just, you look at, you know, just that staff and, you know, how long they've been together and just how well they work together, but just, you know, how well they motivate people and kids and, you know, just yeah. the history of Clovis High under them and, you know, um, what they've built and, you know, it's something, you know, for some of those coaches, they were around in like, you know, the seventies and it's just, like right. you said, it's just, there's people who just take that pride and, you know, you you know, like you think about just the different guys that have all came through there, right? Like the junior or your senior class, your junior year, that was unbelievable class. But then even your guys' class, you guys had some unbelievable athletes, you know, with Bessinger, you know, right. Roman Castanon, you know, Alex Terrapel, you know, like you guys right. are unbelievable. And if Nagel, Brandon Nagel, if you're listening, yeah. I'm not going to bring it up, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of, <laughs> that kind of, you know, who knows what would have happened, you know, like, Right. You know, but, um, but, but, you know, that, that means speaks about that 
that coaching staff and just the program at that time, like I've never seen any, you know, you see, you know, video clips and YouTube stuff of coaches getting on their players and belittling them or, you know, whatever, talking smack. Like you never saw that then, you know what I mean? With that group, especially like they always try to encourage, you know, the four string guy, you know, as, as it would a first string guy, you know what I mean? And it, that was just something special to see, you know what I mean? And to, to be a part of, you know what I mean? We were all one team and, and no matter what, you know, and I don't know that to me, that's just something special. You know, I, I was, it was definitely, like I said, a privilege to be a part of it. No, 100%. So, you know, your senior year comes around and like, you are the guy, right? Like you're the main running right. back. Um, Obviously, too, you have a new quarterback, right? You go from playing with Chris Patrick to now all of a sudden, you know, Jordy, right. Jordan Christensen's taking over, right? Like, and you have a lot of new guys offensively, right? You have a lot of juniors that are coming in that are starting on like right. like the offensive weapons that are replacing some of those guys. And so, what was that like being like, you know, that the leader on the offense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Obviously, you know, I, I've always took, I took it upon myself to, you know, try to bring those guys along and, you know, keep that cohesiveness together with the new group. I mean, you're, you're, that was your, your, your year, right? Yeah. Your, your people, yeah. And then they had some ballers and some talent as well, you know what I mean? So we definitely weren't ris- missing any beats. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was awesome getting to know you guys and your, your class a lot more, you know what I mean? And, you know, just do whatever I can. I, I've always, I'm not, you know, especially then I was, I was pretty shy, you know, not as outgoing as probably I am now, but, you know, but the one thing, you know, my dad always taught me, you know, lead by example, you know what I mean? So try to do the little things right. You know what I mean? Put the effort in, you know what I mean? To, to show and hopefully that's infectious to others. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I try to do. I wasn't really a, your raw, raw type of guy. What's funny outside, outside the huddle, like before practicing games, I barely talk. Get me during the game, though, and, like, you know, I'm yelling at people, you know, let's encourage people, hey, I got you, let's get this, you know what I mean? Let's do what we got to do, talking to people left and right. And I'm like, I'm like a different person inside, you know, those 60 minutes. No, yeah, you got to be, though, right? Like, it's just different, becomes a different animal, different right. beast. So Funny story, though, Jace. You could ask Jazz about this. Just sorry, it's kind of off topic though, but it's funny. So I had this ugly, ugly, stupid little Mexican mustache, right? I do remember I that. Remember. I do remember that. Yes. It's terrible. Obviously, my dad never taught me to shave, right? That's <laughs> probably why I didn't have no confidence. <laughs> but so we go into my senior year, right? The summer, right? I'm like hanging out with Jazz all the time. You know, we didn't live, I live real close to you. Yeah. Guys. Sunny side, baby. We so represent. Yeah. <laughs> so. I go over his house one day and he's like, we're just chilling. And he's like, dude, let's shave your stash. <laughs> I'm like, no freaking way. Like I'm scared. Right. He's like, dude, let's do it. So he made me do it. Right. Boom. Done. Right. So we had to go to like the, you know, so I, I kept it off. Right. So I kept shaving it and da, 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 da. go to like the, the spring. I don't know what do we had summer football or camp game and all that and they introduced us and all everything dude there were so many people there that didn't like who's that new kid <laughs> like people because you know i wasn't really popular or anything so like dude i could get so many like no one knew who i was oh, all from that one thing it was a strange <laughs> yeah terrible no jazz jazz jazz, jazz rock you know 
he put me up to that for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Now the Baines house, man, that was a place to hang out though. Right there, you yeah, walk in boy. that little room to the right, man. Just hang out, chill right there. Right. Plus, Jazz had a car and we yes. didn't live too far, so he always helped me out. <laughs> that always helps out too. Yeah. So, after your, you know, you guys lose absolutely lose a heartbreaker your senior year, last game, um, to be canon. Absolute, absolute heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, that that was a tough one, man. We had them on the ropes. Yeah. Because Buchanan uh, went was, on to win the... I mean, yeah, that was the Valley Championship game right yep. there. You know, I mean, it was, whoever, we knew whoever was going to win that game was going to win the whole thing. You know, they, they were a good team. I still... You know, I mean, we played a, just about a perfect game except for a couple plays that yep. got us. That little pretty That's much like a Hail Mary, up. throw it up, touchdown catch. Yeah, that that was that one in like a like a punt return that they had early earlier on that kind of just like ah, you know, giving up the the big plays because no one really got any big plays. Everybody was just kind of just beating each other up and going, you know, yeah, not really moving the football a whole lot and just a couple plays, dude. And that, that was it. I think Matt Giordano took off on a, took off on a punt return. But that was a fun game, though. That was a good battle. I mean, you got to always appreciate. It. Those type of games, you know what I mean? No, yeah, this is, yeah, big time rivalry game like that too, and yeah. Um, so when football but, uh, season, yeah, and especially not not knowing what what's next for anybody, yeah. you know, either. I mean, it's your last game, you know. It's kind of it was fun, but it was you know sad, and at the same time, you know what I mean. I was just I remember standing on the field for a little extra time and just taking it all in, like, all right, this is it for football, you know what what's next. So that was my no. <laughs> that was my question is because right like. I'm trying to think. Bessie, Chris Bessinger, right? He went to Fresno City, correct? Right. Jake goes to City, right? So I imagine was your thought, because right, I don't think anybody really had any offers out of high school on your in your class. No, no, nobody. Right. The like, only I, one that really did who came after me was uh, Merced at the time. Okay. So Merced what, was on me pretty tough. Was that the kind of your thinking? Like I'm gonna go play football in junior college or were you still kind of like hey maybe you know i have my soccer season because i know you guys had a pretty good soccer team as well right so i didn't know were you trying to think maybe you know maybe i can get a scholarship for soccer that was the one year time i think and it kind of unfortunate though i kind of regret it but at at that point i was done with kind of soccer you know not talking smack on soccer players but it's just a different you know I mean, you see that, I mean, I'm not going to say back then, obviously no one did that, but the dives and stuff, people complaining and stuff, like kind of got tired of that as I was getting, you know, more into football. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, get up, you know, stop getting, you know, getting pushed over, you know. I remember my senior year, I did, I was, I was over it, like I said, you know, every, every school in the Valley, like I knew from club soccer, you know, growing up, we all played against each other, played with each other, you know what I mean? Clubless West, I mean, I used to go at it with them, dude. I, I had, like, my senior year, like, 15 yellow cars, like, two or three red cars, like. <laughs> I was I was just done. No, because I was going to say, your guys' soccer team was pretty good, right? You had Andre Nestle as your we were grade. We good. We were good. Like, Jose yeah. Munoz was my grade, but, like, I know you guys had, like, a yep. solid, like, a very good, like, soccer team. I was never yeah, one of those people. we all played together, club and stuff. Yeah. I was never one of those people out yeah, in we all... the row, though. <laughs> the row. Well, because I was playing basketball. I was in the basketball season. I was, it was the same season. I got an excuse. 
And it's cold right, out right, there. Right, right, right. It's cold out there, man. Some of those <laughs> games are cold. I used to like watching you guys. I used to make a couple of the games, though, man. I used to always support the basketball team. Yeah, we were terrible your senior year. We were yeah, absolutely it's terrible. All good. So you mentioned, uh, Matt, you mentioned that, you know, Merced was on you. What was that? Talk us through the recruiting process. How did that really go for you? No, nah, they called me out there and a couple other guys that they were looking at throughout the Valley and, you know, tell us where we would fit in the offense or positions, you know what I mean? And at the time, it was like kind of like my only offer. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is what we're probably going to do, you know? We said, obviously, it wasn't, wasn't too far from home or anything. So I was like, okay, you know, something to keep it going. So... What's funny is if I would have went there, that's when they won like the national or whatever championship, state championship. They had like tons of people go to Oregon. If I would have stayed there, so you know, hindsight—you never know what what would have <laughs> transpired there. So but, you know. So how does going to Fresno State? How does that? Or right, like you're right now, you're telling us the only really Merced, and then how do you end up at Fresno State? Talk about that story. I mean, a little bit of some um, some friends of mine politicking, my dad's friends politicking for me, Coach Simon's in there, you know what I mean? You know, help me get my name in there. And I, I think Coach Simon's had a lot to do with it, you know, to ultimately give me an offer for a walk-on and kind of made the decision, let's give it a try, see what happens, you know what I mean? So, so. You go, you kind of just like, all right, I'm going to go walk on at Fresno State. And so your first, like, what, like, obviously, right, you kind of understand there's scholarship players, there's walk-ons, right? Like, right, right. And you kind of know that, right, like, you're going to have to work twice as hard as a guy with a scholarship to get playing time. Right. Because, right, they get, they're always well, going yeah. to get. I learned get, that out real quick. <laughs> You know, because they're always going to give the scholarship guy, he's always going to have a longer leash, right? Because, hey, we're paying for this guy. Like, we got to make sure we're investing. Right. You know, we have invested money, so we got to make sure we give him every single opportunity to try right. to succeed. Whereas the walk-on, it's like, hey, like, get your reps. Yeah. If, if you can cut it, you can cut it. If you can't, hey, man, thanks for coming out. Like, you know, you're just – they don't – you know, it's just we can always find somebody else to kind of replace that spot. Dude, a lot of it was timing. A lot of it was God's doing. You know what I mean? I mean, just the way it kind of played out. Like, I mean, it totally hit me by surprise as well. You know what I mean? You get there. I mean, there was freaking five, six other walk-on running backs. You know, you know, five or six scholarship dudes that are from seniors to, you know, sophomores. At that time, they had the prop guys. You know what I mean? So guys that haven't played yet, you know, are, are getting ready to suit up for the first time. You know what I mean? They're just stacked. You know, freaking Paris Gaines was there. Josh Levi was there. D. Ward was ineligible at the time, but he was coming back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, those dudes were, I mean, I used to watch Paris Gaines. I was like, to be able to meet him, play with him, and suit up against with him, I was like, dude, this dude's legit. So, you know, plus he's like 10 times bigger than me. I was going to ask, like, you go into that, right? Like, you look at running backs, and a lot of the running backs at Fresno State were recruiting were bigger backs. Right. Everybody was bigger than me, dude. Me, <laughs> me, Ryan Ledger, Jazz Baines, we we're always the smallest. Like, you know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's you terrible. go in that. I felt bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but every time we took the little the team picture and you line up smallest to shortest, you know, <laughs> or smallest to biggest, you're like, damn, I'm in the first 10. 
That's a that's quite the running back room, though, right? I mean, uh, Der- you you mentioned Derek Ward. I mean, that that's a name that kind of gets forgotten in the Fresno State history a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, he went on and yeah, did big things. He he had some big time NFL games. Paris games were, yeah. Derek Ward was, a, I mean, he was a beast. Yeah, like I mean, there's, I mean, I hadn't seen that. It was so smooth. I give it to him. <laughs> you know. But yeah, being a walk on man, it's a trip. I mean, there's guys there. I mean, other walk on running backs, they'll tell you straight to your face. You ain't never gonna touch the field. You know what I mean? I mean, they tell you straight to your face. Like, this is my rep. This is my rep. Cut in front of you in line and stuff. Like, damn, we're just running through the the blaster. Like, but okay, you know what I mean? And then you start getting all these dudes from down south or up north. You know, different from Clovis High. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you mix all these people together. So, you know, that I just kind of stuck with it. And then on top of that, so then, you know, do good in some of the rookie scrimmages and stuff. They had one every week, you know what I mean? Getting stronger and stuff. And then on top of that, we go to, like, the Silicon Valley Bowl that first year as a redshirt. And I'm standing there. We're playing, they're playing Michigan State. So I'm standing on the sideline. And guess who before gets tackled on the sideline is TJ Duckett. I'm like, dude, me and this dude play the same position. <laughs> That's wild. This dude's legs are as big as my body. Like, I've never seen a you know a dude that big that moves like that. I was like, this is just crazy. Like, I, that was the first time I was like, I don't know if I could do this. You know, like these these dudes are huge. So it's funny how you talk about with it. It's funny how you talk yeah. about the walk-ons, right? And being, you know, guys are just saying, oh, you know, you know, you'll never see the field. But there was kind of this this story of success in the Fresno State program back then of walk-ons doing big things. Right, right, right. I mean, you had Logan Mankins coming through and Garrett McIntyre. Right. And, um, I mean, even Steven Spock, I think, was originally a walk-on. Yeah, So yeah. You, there was – you kind of fit right into this, like, era of um, of walk-on success back then. There was. There was. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I mean – like I said, I'm not. I'm a pretty humble guy, but you know, I, I am proud of myself. Myself is that I made it through all of that for like one position. You know what I mean? Yeah. One, you know, where these guys in tight end, we can do double tight end. They only had like four or five tight ends. You know? Yeah. For like two spots. You know, two, three. We were in two, three tight ends at once. You know, three of them already in. You know, we're fighting for one spot. You know, to get one person to carry the ball, one person to get, you know, even a shotgun, one person to be back there. You know what I mean? So to be able to, to navigate through that and fight through it, like, through injuries, through people coming in every year, you know what I mean? Like, I'm proud of myself for that, you know, because it was, it was a battle at the time, emotional too, like, because like I said, I mean, I didn't even think I was going to make the team. We go into spring ball the next year, going into my, my retro freshman year, and I'm like, if I don't ball out in the spring game because I haven't got any reps, like, it's over. They're going to cut me, you know? But you had, like, a couple guys get hurt all of a sudden, and, like, I think D. Ward was still ineligible, you know what I mean? Like, and Paris Gaines, and they are – no, he was already out, sorry. You know what I mean? Just the, kind of the way that it was going. I think James Cummings was there. Um, you know, I just – I got some reps during the spring game, and, dude, I balled out. Like, I saved my job, you know. And it was just kind of a blessing to, you know, be able to be in that position. Like I said, some of it's just timing and God's doing. Like, I would be able to get those reps to show what I could do to keep my spot. Not knowing that I'd have a chance to play the next year, but. So that, that spring game. I think on my mind. 
that spring game, was that the first time you really felt comfortable? Like, okay, uh, like I belong here? Yeah, I got enough reps, and I was getting the ball enough, and then everything was starting to slow down for me. You know what I mean? I was starting to see the holes and kind of get a feel for the flow of the way, you know, bodies were moving, and it was slowing down for me so I could make my cuts, make my reads. You know what I mean? So getting back to, you know, what I, what I used to know. Timeline almost feels like your high school career, you know, like your sophomore year starting, yeah, starting to exactly. build some confidence. Yeah. Right. So then going to the, the camp of my sophomore, my freshman, freshman year, and I know, like I said, D. Ward was coming back. Like, it was his. I seen the dude play. He would play with us in the rookie scrimmage because he was kind of ineligible or whatever. And I was like, dude, this dude's a beast. Like, this is his show, right? And, like, I was just trying to get on special teams, so I was trying to ball out in special teams and get on as many as I could. You know what I mean? And then, boom, D. Ward ineligible. He transfers out. He leaves. I'm like, okay. And then it was kind of just the way some, like, some guys got hurt, like I said, and they brought in Rodney Davis that for that summer camp, and it kind of just ended up being me and him. And I just kept, like, just balling, balling through camp. Just like, I mean, no one could touch me. I was getting through everything. Like, I was having a real good camp. So, and he comes in like two, three weeks before the, the first game against Wisconsin. He's like, you know, Coach Hill comes in our meeting room, which he never does. And we're like, what's up? And they put the depth chart on. And my name was at the top. And I was like, what? <laughs> what you is know, that? And everybody's like, what? <laughs> what is that feeling like, though, right? Like, you're, right? You're, you're a red shirt. You're a redshirt freshman who's a walk-on. Walk-on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you you hear the stories right. of like, hey, man, this guy was a walk-on, and he in the starting spot. But usually that's, you know, like, hey, that's a couple years in. You are, right. after your first year, right, you redshirt your first year. You're really first-year redshirt freshman, and you're number one on the depth chart, and you're going against Wisconsin. Yeah, that's, that's wild, dude. Like, and I was like only – 18 years old. I graduated high school when I was 17, so I was just still 18 years old, you know. These dudes are 20, 21 already. I'm like, man, I just shaved my mustache off. Like, <laughs> I can't go against Wisconsin. Hey. You know what I mean? Like, is that when you look at Pat Hill when he puts up that depth chart, you're number one, and say, hey, man, I'm going to need that scholarship now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even care. I, I told my dad. He didn't believe me, of course, so. Yeah, no one cared at that point. And, you know, they started seeing it in the paper. My dad was like, what? They, ain't no, they didn't care if they had to pay or whatever at that point. Yeah, they knew they were going to have to pay much just, longer. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, it was, yeah, it was a trip. There was a lot of controversy in the in our meeting room that day. Let's put it like that. <laughs> so, what is that, right? Like, what is that feeling like? You going your first game at Wisconsin, just walking in to Camp Randall Stadium. Yeah, primetime game, dude. It was like, what, 7, 7.30 over there. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I've never, I mean, other than the USC game my senior year, I've never been so jacked up for anything. You, you had, I had no idea what to expect. You know, you go out there, dude, you think our guy, you know, going from high school to college, like, there's a big size speed difference, right? But do you notice how small Fresno State is for real compared to some of these other schools? Like, I didn't know they could grow people that big for real. Yeah, because Wisconsin's you know, just you're, you're that, I, yeah. I was saying Wisconsin's known for their offensive just, line too. They got they got some they got some hosses. 
They got some hogs. Dude, screw that. The defensive line. I've never <laughs> seen dudes like this in my life. But I remember the first play, man, getting down there. And you just see, like, all four or five D linemen, dude, like, he's big, tall, like, six, you know, six, five, dude, just. And they weren't, like, fluffy at all. They were just chiseled. I'm like, dude, I'm like, oh, my God, what the, what is going on here? Like, it, it's intimidating for real. But then got my first run, had, like, three, four yards. I was like, okay, I feel good. You know what I mean? I think the next play, Grady threw, like, an interception. So I was like, I didn't even go try to tackle him, but I just found the biggest dude I could find and just tried to hit him. I was like, okay, I'm going to need to see what one of these dudes feels like. You know what I mean? So I hit it. actually surprised him. He was like, Ugh, and I was like, <laughs> okay. I ended up having a pretty good game that game too. You know, couldn't really run the ball, but either lost swing passes and check downs and stuff to, to have some kind of a run game. Yeah, if I remember right, you were pretty successful as a you know catching the ball out of the backfield, right? Yeah. Did you did you learn that? Was that a, did that come from Clovis High, or is that something you picked up at at Fresno State? Um, Clovis High, I think between my junior and my senior year, we kind of junior year was kind of pretty much a going to run it down your throat and throw, you know. But we were eye backs a lot, and you know traps and all that stuff so then by senior year we kind of opened it up to that spread offense shotgun three four wide receivers so kind of started picking that up you know in my by senior year a lot started opening it up so but it's funny going in front of state though they were straight eye backs and let's pound it you know coach hill was like a straight let's run it down everybody's throat you know what i mean so kind of reverting back and then kind of made adjustments as the year went on but yeah i feel like you were one of the first guys that coach hill started to to you know change that philosophy a little bit yeah i'd like to say I had a little bit to do with that because like you know like for me to get those reps in my you know like i said as a red shirt like i wasn't getting any reps right one two reps here and there you know uh rookie scrimmages and stuff so it's like I, every chance i get a rep i need to do it right so I started, you know, doing, I had the philosophy, I'm going to do everything 100%, you know, 100% to the T the way they want it, not mess up. I'm going to learn the defenses, every defense, you know what I mean? I'm going to sniff out the blitzes. I'm going to know all the calls, all the signals that the quarterbacks give, everything. The calls coming in from the sideline, I learned it all, right? I just, and even, in, in, but I, I kind of picked a lot of that up in high school, helping like Jordy and stuff. Like I would tell Jordan sometimes, you know, what the signals are with stuff if you, you know, maybe misread them at times. So I was kind of always like the, the general in the background. But then I started taking that to federal state to get my own self some reps and, you know, get myself the advantage where I could, you know, and being smarter than everybody and having them feel the confidence in me being back there that I'm not going to mess up or get the quarterback killed or, you know, anything. I thought the goals, you know, it's got to be positive in some sort. Especially because I could see that you know a lot of the other guys make the same mistakes over and over again, even the scholarship guys. So I took pride in like being perfect, you know. I mean, I I think I did a good job. They they started the only thing they started critiquing me at towards the end was just my footwork. I mean, you made a bad step. I was like, okay, you can mark me down for that. So when you start getting on the but, field, you, know. you start getting on the field at Fresno State. Were we talking like two thousand two, two thousand three? 
2002. Yeah, yeah, two. 2002. That 2002 yeah. football season. So when you look back, right, after that season goes, right, your redshirt right. freshman year, the season's over. Is that, what, like, what was your thought then? Like, all right, season's over, right? Like, well, I'm it now. It started out real good. It yeah. started out good. The starting spot, go to go Wisconsin, balled out. We lost the game, but I, I felt like I did pretty good. Came back to San Diego State, did all right. You know what I mean? Did good. Then they put Rodney Davis in going to Oregon as a starter, right? I think he blew like a, a corner blitz at one point or something. He made a mistake of some sort. So they threw me back in there, and then, oh, dude, that was like the loudest stadium in the world. <laughs> but So I told Pinninger because Grady got hurt in Wisconsin, and I was like, hey, give me this sign if you're going to switch to the running play because I can't hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? So he thought I just meant switch it. So he switched it without telling me, huh. you know. So I went one way. He went the other way. It was like a third and one or something. And so, like, what do I do? I just try to block for him, right, try to get the first down. He gets tackled, rolled up, boom, blows out. I blow up my ankle. Done for the year pretty much. I come back like three, four weeks later. Rodney's doing his thing already, which, dude, is a hell of a running back. You know what I mean? They put Bryson Sumlin kind of in the backup role. Didn't really see too much of the field after that. So going into my sophomore year, it's like, all right, put on a little weight, you know, give up, be a little faster, everything. I'm more confident in everything. But I'm going to get my – me and Rodney are going to at least split time. Hey, are you scholarship you know, yet? To, no. They still haven't offered you a scholarship? No, no. Wow. Yeah, it's off 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 a uh, podcast talk. No, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so then you know, I'm ready to go, dude. I'm balling out like I'm like five ten pounds heavier, like crushing, feeling real good. Somebody strips the ball, tries to strip the ball for me, and training camp, boom, my arm breaks. I'm like, no. <laughs> so then, like, I'm out. Missed the first game. I was only out for like four weeks. They did a quick surgery. Had to wear like that, like wrap of my arm the whole season. Big Signetti, like gave me a chance to get back in this, like you know what I mean. And Dwayne Wright was already, he was already starting to get some reps, and Rodney was, you know, still there. Bryson was still there, you know what I mean. So I'm like, let me get a third down roll, something. You guys trust me, you know, as far as protecting the quarterback at least. So he's like, all right, let me make some packages for you. So I got some packages going. And kind of everything just kind of escalated, you know, snowball going forward. <clears throat> you know, started out just pass protection, you know, started doing that good. And they started putting me more packages, you know, started throwing me the ball in the game a little bit, doing those screens. And every year it kind of progressed my role, you know. What was so it? Then I think it was that, that year, towards about the middle of the season, I actually earned my scholarship. Nice. How did they, uh, you know, you see it now, right? Like they do, uh, they do these whole big productions because of social media, like, you know, they do the whole, like they call it, you know, they have a team meeting and then, you know, they, right. they announce like, Hey, so-and-so, whatever scholarship, whatever is there. Did they do any special way for you or this is just kind of like, Hey, coming to Pat Hill's office or coming to somebody's office? No, I, for, I forgot what happened. I don't know if we were having a couple rough games or something, but I remember we were at a, 
one of those Texas schools, I want to say SMU or something, right? The night before the game, we're having a big old meeting trying to get like, okay, let's get this thing together. Everybody's going around the room at position by position. And at the and right at the beginning, he coach Hill announced that, hey, we're, you know, we're putting Matt River. It wasn't like a huge thing or anything, you know what I mean? Kind of very private with the team. And told me that they were going to put me on scholarship. That has to be a great feeling, though, right? Like that, like solidifies, a my hard work, like, like, it's paid off, right? Like this is the right. I made the right decision oh, yeah. to come to Fresno State, but then like, hey, like I've, like I know I belong here. Right, right, right. No, that de- most definitely helped put that exclamation on him on it. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I'm like I've earned my keep now. Now let's go. You know what I mean? Don't off the gas now. Keep going. Keep doing what you do, you know. Keep doing what you can to help the team and the program and everything, you know, and, and excel the best way I could. Hey. Yeah, that's what I try to do the rest of the time. And then uh, you ain't got to worry about none of those guys being like, hey, man, I'm taking your rep because you're just yeah. a walk-on. Yeah. So I have a question. Did but, you... shoot, it was, still, it, was, it was still like that, even <laughs> Coach Hill. I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but. Like going into my senior year, right? Like he, we had like those teammates at the end of the year, or, or player by player, we're going with all the coaches, and they, you know, tell you how the season went, what they expect for you the next season. He wanted me to like be a coach, <laughs> like you need to coach some of these younger guys up. Da, 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 da. You know, you're the they're the future now. I'm like, no. <laughs> I told him straight up. I was like, no, I'm here to compete. Like I don't know what you're talking about. You know, now if somebody asks me a question, I'm gonna give them an, the right answer. Not gonna sabotage anybody. Yeah, you know, but I'm here to play. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm gonna do what I have to do to play. So. So you push me out if you need to, but I'm gonna play. So. So I gotta ask you, what was that feeling like scoring your first collegiate touchdown? Dude, it's weird. It's like a. It feels like there's this like big old force field on the goal line, and then you just cross it, and it's like all, like, like happy inside crossing <laughs> it. It's, it's crazy, like, it's a trip. You know what I mean? It's like this unattainable thing that you just did. You know what I mean? Because I mean, you got people trying to knock your head off before it, so, and you know, it rarely happens. So, <laughs> to be able to cross that line is like, where did, where did cool. that first one happen for you? Fresno State. Do you remember who you were playing what against? There? I know you're gonna ask me that. I wanna <laughs> say I don't think it was Rice. I forgot who it was, but I remember it was it was actually quite a long, long little screen or something and this dude was like the safety was coming over like across the like the one like the five yard line. And I, I could have shook him, but dude, I don't know what. I just freaking lifted him up and just ran him over, carried him into the end zone. Oh, you brought passengers with you. You brought guests with you. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I just, dude, it was the cleanest hit I ever took. Because, like, you know when you, like, you can feel when you have a clean hit. And I just hit the dude, like, perfect and lifted him up and just, just, just you know, we both went in the end zone. Did you say anything, though? But, yeah. Uh, no, no, oh. no, no. You didn't want to tell him? No, we're in Fresno scoring my touchdown. You don't want to tell, hit them with the don't stand on the tracks when the train's coming through. <laughs> I was too excited to think of anything. <laughs> so Matt, we we talked about you know the you know the Wisconsin game early in your career, 
we'll get to that USC game later on. But you know, what other games stand out as far as like big moments in your career? I know you had a big game, uh, I think against Kansas State. Kansas State, yeah. Had a couple touchdowns there. No big deal. It wasn't really a big game. I mean, that was just, to be honest with you, like I was still scoring two touchdowns in a game, but it wasn't like one of my my bigger games. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I enjoy scoring touchdowns, and damn, they broke my wrist on the first touchdown. But I went all the way through the back of the end zone, right? I ran through it, and there's like cement back there, and I slipped and went flying, dude. And I was like, oh, terrible. My wrist was like jacked up for like five weeks after that. But uh, let's see, Oregon, Oregon. Every time we play in Oregon, has has been pretty fun. That's a as small as that stadium is, like. It's a cool atmosphere to play in. That Wisconsin game for sure was a, was a big one. Oh, that Oregon man, uh, that Reno game that we lost my senior year, that was a big one. That was that was that was pretty fun. Out of all the stadiums uh, you visited, what was what was your favorite to play in? Wisconsin, obviously Wisconsin holds a special place in my heart. And then, uh, like I said, Oregon was just, it's just, that's a place to trip. But, I mean, ultimately, I mean, you have to go to the USC game. Like, I mean, just the wall of people on every side of you, you know what I mean? I mean, especially, like, that was like a primetime 7 o'clock game. Like, that place was rocking. They were number one in the nation. Like, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, we got we got to dig in on that game, right? Because that was, you know, even though it didn't go Fresno's way, that's still one of those legendary. Hey, technically, games. we still won. Technically, if you look on the record books, we won that game. <laughs> Fresno true. State won that game. We're just, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, you told me before the game that we're going to go in there. Like I said, primetime game, number one team in the nation. Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, you know, that plethora of people that they had on that team was stacked. You know, Frosty Rucker on defense, like. And he told me we had we would have five turnovers to their like one and only lost by eight. I've been like, Psh, yeah, right. I'm gonna get destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I mean, we we got in them pretty good. I mean, like I said, no one was afraid of USC by any means. Well, you you had a front row seat to, uh, you know, unfortunately one of those performances that we still got to see on the highlights the, even now. You know, when they bring up those Reggie Bush highlights. Well, just that run. Yeah. That just, one run where he cuts back. and just. But even with him going off, like, we – I mean, we still should have beat them by, like, a good 10-plus points. You know, I mean, we, we went to halftime, you know, what, 10, 12 points ahead. Yeah, and you know, even – We would have just done half that – half that well in the second half, we would have, you know – yeah, even late, even even late in the game, there was that moment where I think uh, Bryson someone runs runs it in from like twenty yards, and then they we did we force a, a fumble on a kickoff, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had, they, I think we had just scored something, and then we kicked the ball off, and then yeah, Reggie Bush fumbles. We forced a fumble, and then Wendell Mathis goes in for twenty right off the bat, and boom, we're right back in the game. Yeah, it was just those. There were some costly, uh, costly interceptions in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happened. So you know, but but yeah, I mean, you're that right. That, I mean, I, that game is just. I mean, number one in the country. I mean, 
just one of those legendary teams. Lendale White, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart. Yeah. I mean, receivers everywhere. Like it, they were, they were unbelievable. Yeah, it was, that was that was a super team for sure. And you know, I, testament to the way we played and we prepared. Like we were ready for them. No one, like I said, a lot of we were not afraid of them, intimidated by them one bit. You can see by the way we played. I mean, we were getting after them. Both no. sides of the ball. No, yeah, it was unbelievable game. But you just look at there's probably like legitimately on that USC roster like over t- like probably around twenty NFL players. Oh yeah, easily. You know, I'm like, sure their backups even went to the NFL. That <laughs> you know, like it's just it's just ridiculous of the dudes that you know are on that team and just just unbelievable, just how but talented. It's a trip team. though, like. Like, I mean, you know, we were in the WAC or whatever, like, cool division. We had some solid teams, like, but these dudes and like, you got to see, like, the people in the SEC, the Pac-12, they, they play in those atmospheres every week. Dude, that was just, that's awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That stuff is crazy, like. Like, Clay Matthews is that, a freshman that, that year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Clay Matthews was a freshman that year. You know, like, that's what's just, like, that's what's crazy. But I, I, I did, you know, I always, always, you know, like, you know how, like, basketball, I'm sure you've done it plenty of time, like, the countdown, like, buzzer beaters and yeah. stuff. <clears throat> I had one, finally, that game where it was, like, fourth and ten, like, towards the end of the game, like, on our last drive where we threw that last interception. Where it was, like, fourth and ten, we have to pick up this first down, you know what I mean, just to have a chance. And I was able to go like a 10-yard flat and catch one. You know, that was, that was pretty neat. I always take that one as my favorite play just because of the time point of the game. You know what I mean? That's kind of kind of what you can get to like a buzzer beater. One of those you know things I mean? you you have to have it, right? Yeah. You know, you drop it. We don't get it. Think it far enough. Like, game's over. I love it. I'm going to have to go hit up YouTube and see if we can find the audio. Call of that call of that, that play. Where yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See if we can plug that in here. And then the next play, everybody talks about the next play that I had because the next, the very next play, I went for like thirty yards, but down the sideline, stepped out of bounds before we threw the interception. But that one is my favorite one, the the fourth and ten or whatever it was. Just the one you got to have and got to make a play. Yeah, yeah, that one was cool. I definitely had to. That was a fun experience for sure. So I gotta ask you, what like when? What was when you guys go to the bowl games? Obviously, you guys have like different things you can get. What was uh, what were some of the gifts or the things that you picked out to your bowl games? Do you remember? I think the biggest one, I think this little probably cheap ass camcorder type (laughs) thing with a little LCD screen and stuff. I think we got, I forgot, I think we got that when we played Virginia and Boise. They used to all just carrying those things, shooting each other, shooting whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. We only had, like, a small memory card, so, you know, we shoot, like, 30 minutes of video, but we are all, you know, helping each other's grills and stuff, <laughs> taking video and acting dumb. But back, you know, in the early 2000s, that was, that was cool back then. We didn't have iPhones and all that stuff. Yeah. That was high-tech uh, back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they're just the, the memories and stuff, like, I mean, dating back to, like, I mean, sports, I mean, you know, Jay, like, sports and 
that brotherhood and that camaraderie and you know preparing with your 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 boys and going to battle and you know laying your sweat and blood and you know for each other you know in those good times you know sitting in the hotel rooms playing playstation you know joking with each other all the racist jokes you say in the locker room you know what i mean all that stuff is the stuff that you take for you know and you can call anybody today you know what i mean and you know they got you you know what i mean all that stuff is what sports is all about i mean the playing in front of 100,000 people 70,000 people that's all great you know what i mean not too many people can experience that but you know being a part of something is is something special and I, I always take that as a blessing and you know hope one day my own boys can you know my daughters can experience that as well so matt we talked about you know coming through Clovis High and, you know, being with that coaching staff. Um, but then you get to Fresno State and, you know, Pat Hill, that's kind of the the hate, Pat Hill's heyday back then, right? What was it like playing for him? And then, you know, Coach Simons kind of makes his way over to Fresno State too. And yeah. what was it? What was that like with that coaching staff? It was good. It, it, it was good. You know, obviously, it, you know, start getting to Division One football, start getting a little bit more political and all that other stuff that you have to kind of deal with. They're bringing new players in all the time, and <clears throat> but you know, I was definitely looking back and especially over the past twenty years or so, and comparing like, man, we were very fortunate to have at least some consistency in coaching staff and everything, you know. And people, I mean, give Coach Hill a lot of credit for just his pride in in the program in, in Fresno, calling it his home, you know, and making it his home. You know what I mean? Because obviously you can see over the last 20 years what they've been dealing with, you know, coaches come, coaches go. You know, we were fortunate enough to, to live through one, you know, pretty much basic coaching staff here. A couple changes here and there. You know, I had the same running back coach for all my time, you know. How many other programs can say that around the country? So so being, I think we're very fortunate and, and the fact that a lot of them called Fresno home, you know, and really bought into the community, into the program, like I said, and, and to, to us as players as well. Yeah, who was who was your running backs coach all the whole time? John Settle. Okay. He yeah, played for the Falcons, made a couple of Pro Bowls. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that whole we talk about Pat Hill, but he really did for quite a while there was able to keep his staff together. And yeah. um, I mean, was that were you there? With, was it was Dan Brown still there? Dan Brown was there. Yeah, all those guys, man, and. Like I said, with dealing with all the the politics behind Division One football, like those guys did a good job of keeping, trying to keep the pureness of football, you know, within the program, you know, because obviously you can see throughout the country how difficult at times that can be for just a, a coach or coaching staff to do that. So for them, for them to buy in the players and actually care about the players enough, you know, they invite us into their homes and whatever else, you know that we needed, you know, to, to keep that and that, that love and that care there, you know, not only as our coaches, you know, as their mentors, as, you know, some, some, some guys don't even, you know, have fathers or families, you know what I mean? So for them to, to buy into that role, into the community, and like I said, the program, like definitely something I think anybody who played at that time, you know, would say that we're very fortunate to, to be able to, we we're able to have that. No doubt, man. Like I'm just looking your stats up. You ever look up your stats? No. Uh, like you had over 80 catches 
in your career at Fresno State as a running back. That's not bad for a walk-on, yeah. man. Average over yeah. 4.5 yards a carry. Should have got more touches, man. They should have gave you more touches. Yeah. Stop getting hurt. <laughs> arm and... Well, and the most, impressive, the most impressive part about all that for me is that you, you did that and you found a role for yourself with the guys that were in that running back's room, too. Yeah. I mean, that running yeah. back's room was absolutely loaded. Yeah, and no, every year it was loaded. And, like, obviously, of course, we all wanted to be the guy. We all very well could have been the guy. You know what I mean? But we understood at the time, you know, running, running us by committee was working for the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plus, it, it made all of us, like, sharpen our skills because we know if we messed up or we had any kind of, you know, letdown, the other guy was going to take your spot. So, you know, that the own competition within our own group, like, kept our running backs solid. You know, you can never say that, you know, the running backs missed a step. You know what I mean? Our, our our group was solid and appreciate every one of those guys for, you know, I think they all do for bringing out the best in each other. Because, I mean, you can say no matter who they put in, we were all, we were always going to get positive yardage. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. I mean, just the list of guys coming through. I mean, it, we already t- mentioned some names, but Wendell Mathis, Bryson Sumlin, Dwayne Wright, Rodney Davis, Rodney Davis, yeah. Derek oh. Ward. I mean, Matt Rivera, the, the list goes on and on and on. And that's, that's just in a short window. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, it was definitely a privilege to play with those guys, and you know, I called them my friends and everything else, my brothers. You know what I mean? And happy to see them doing well in their lives and everything else. So, Bryson's one of my good friends. You know, I talk to Dwayne. You know, when I can, he's busy with all his stuff he's got going on. But uh, good luck to him at Roosevelt this year, and all Bernard and all them as well. Good to see them how they're going to do this year. They'll do just fine. You probably stay at Roosevelt over there, right? If you had a guy like Dwayne, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, so I gotta ask you one question though. Did you? Um, so, I want. We gotta keep this a PG version. But um, yeah. did you ever host any recruits? Because I went to some of those like recruiting <laughs> shindigs that y'all used to do. But did you ever host? <laughs> were you ever in charge of hosting any recruits? I I was in charge of I think of one or two dudes. Did they sign? Oh, they did. Okay, that's that's the most important thing right there. Yes, yes. Did yes. your job. They did. But, huh? You did, you did your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can say, yeah, we'll keep PG. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't really in too much of that stuff, but I, I passed them off to somebody that was. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So, a little what, while. what, uh, you know. You you end your career at Fresno State. So what was uh? Did you kind of have a plan after that, or what what kind of came up next? No, I was an idiot. I had no plan. <laughs> you know, no, no. I I mean, I did. Uh, my dad was uh, in a parole, California Department parole. So I knew, you know, obviously, if I didn't get a chance at even a trial in, in the NFL, that probably lean towards something like that. So I put my application in. Before my senior year finished, just, you know, because I knew it would take like a year for the application process. So, so as soon as I was finished college in what, May or June or whatever, I started the Corrections Academy in November. Never wanted to coach? I did. And I, Signetti, I had asked him because, you know, 
always try to – I like to say I was one of the smartest players on the field, you know. So they always appreciated me and my input. And But Signetti had it. He went to North Carolina after our senior year, so I was asking him if I could get a grad assistant job out there. And he was trying to get me in there, and the coach gave it to a, an alumni of North Carolina. Hmm. So if that didn't happen, I might have found my way that way into the coaching ranks. But <clears throat> like I said, not to be big head or anything, but I coaching high school or anything is I wanted to I wanted to do Division One or NFL or or nothing. You know what I mean? My I think my IQ is pretty high enough to 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 be in those type of ranks. So I said, if given the opportunity to do be a grad assistant and a Division one school and kind of move my way up, I think, to eventually an offensive coordinator type spot is something that I was looking at at the time. And, you know, and then, of course, I made the mistake of putting the application in. So, you know, I can make $100,000 starting a new career or make minimum wage as a, yeah, <laughs> you know, scholarship money as a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially you those know, first couple of years. Those first couple of years of the coaching career, man, those are those can be rough. You in, in a new place every year, yeah, that's and rough. that's a grind. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was willing to do it, but I was willing to do it at the right place. Like I said, I wanted something that was going to challenge me, that I was going to meet new people, that I was going to, you know, really find myself going, you know, upward based on my experience and knowledge of the game that I, you know, I felt that I possessed at the time. Yeah, for sure. So, so, yeah, unfortunately it didn't work out with that situation, but, you know, I had a plan and I'm happy with where I'm at and my family and my kids and everything, so. Well, yeah, tell us about that. Where's uh, Where's Matt Rivera at today? What's going on in your life right now? <laughs> today I'm married to a beautiful wife of five years. Um, we have four, I have four children, two boys and two girls. Uh, we now live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I work at the county jail here. As a, I just got promoted. We just moved over here, and within two months, I got a promotion to supervisor role. So, you know, doing this East Coast living a little bit. It's nice, though. You know, Pittsburgh is a, is a cool and different place. Like, you have your big city life, but anything five minutes outside of that, it's kind of its own tucked-out little country-type small-town living borough you know what i mean so it's real calm real quiet real slow place and then if you want the big entertainment you know five ten minutes up the street and you're in the city so we like it schools are nice out here man like they only every classroom tops out of like 18 kids oh, the wow. school district that we're in yeah it's brand new state they are like especially with all this like gun shooting they've been had like armed guards there they have secret rooms for the kids in case anybody breaches they have Walls that come down in the middle to trap a shooter in or anybody. You know oh, dang. I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, there's a tax here for that they pull out of your checks and all that stuff, but it, but it goes strictly to the schools. So they can upgrade their stuff at any time, you know what I mean? So I'm like, sure, I'll pay taxes to that any day. <laughs> kids That's are safe. My kids are good. Yeah. They're there. Like a freaking buffet for lunches and <laughs> stuff, you know? How old are they? Elementary the, school. How old are the kids right now? What's that? How old are your kids? I have a 15-year-old daughter, a 6-year-old son, a 3-year-old son, and a 1-year-old daughter. All right. So, uh... Yeah. My my 6-year-old boy is the one 
I can get his mind right. Is that the one? He's about 10 times more athletic. He's 10 times more athletic than me and fast, does not get tired and just a freak. He just, his mental game, he's still a little, little boy. He just wants to play games and stuff. So hopefully one of these days that he'll get that, he's very competitive too. He just doesn't know how to use it. You know what I mean? So he's not really interested in the sport. We kind of get him going to some soccer and some stuff, lightweight, but I'm hoping he, uh, You know, gets going in that, and he'll be the one to watch out for. Nice, following Dad's footsteps. Hopefully, he doesn't have to go through that yeah, path. Um, you don't got to go through that struggle like you went through. Though. He'll, he'll surpass me if he wants to. <laughs> hopefully, I hope they all do. That's awesome, yeah. Matt. I love it. I love the story. You know, you know, just uh, always love hearing about local, especially local Valley kids. You know, come doing big things, and uh, it's even better when you go to when they do it at Fresno State. So, uh, man. Oh, Thanks for jumping no, on and hanging out with blessed. us. No, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys, like I said, and I apologize. It was a long time in the comment for me. Got real busy with the move, but right. I appreciate you guys. I know everybody else in the Valley appreciate you guys and the time and the effort that you guys put into them. And dude, like you said, it, it's cool to hear everybody's story. Like, cause I don't even know, you know, hundred percent everybody's story, but to hear them and reminisce about Clovis high days or Fresno state days, like obviously that's special to us, you know, especially being as athletes and, being a part of it yeah for sure we've been lucky enough to have you know a few of your old teammates there like you mentioned talk about guys yeah. like levance ray and um jazz baines and Dude, uh, marcus riley had me dying uh <laughs> Bernard had me cracking up even dijon had me uh bigs was funny like some of their stories man like because that was before my time so i was like I didn't, you know, I didn't quite get the full just of it and like from their point of view. So that was cool to hear. Yeah. But then, yeah, you know, yeah, we had, you know, we had Rodney Wright who you were sharing a, I mean, yeah, you were having a Dwayne Wright who, you know, you're sharing a room yeah, with for so, Dwayne. for so long. Yeah. 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 I still got to listen. I want to hear that Jamie Southern one. I think you guys just put out a little while ago. I haven't heard her yet. I didn't see that Alex Terrapelli too. I don't see how he's doing. I haven't talked to him in a while. He's yeah, he's out in your neck of the woods now too, isn't he? Or no, he's in D.C. Maybe. Yeah, I think he's out. D.C. Yeah, yeah. He? he's not that far from you. Yeah, a lot closer. He's closer to you than he is anybody here in California. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good dude right there. A lot of a uh, lot of big time guys come through those those old school Clovis High days. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, like I said, looking back, I didn't even know at the time I hated it. Like I was very fortunate to be able to go over there. You know what I mean? And be a part of. Of something in such a short amount of time. Yeah, just a little adjustment for you, a little, little culture shock, and then, uh, yeah. but uh, worked out as a good thing. It sounds like. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. All right, Matt. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks for uh, jumping on and hanging out with us today. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. You've been listening to the Off the Bench podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench.